I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What's going on? Victor Cruz here, and you're listening to The Victor Cruz Show. And I'm just here, I guess. This yeah, is PR. PR's also here. I'm sorry. Uh, PR's also here. You know what? We're not going to do this. You know what? I'm going to do the plug they asked us to do on Winner's Circle Media, and I'm out of here. <laughs> Intro game is strong, producer E. My name is Victor Cruz. This is the Victor Cruz Show. Every week I come to the studio and I open up the doors and I come in and producer E has everything laid out for me. And PR just shows up. I don't know how he gets here. I'm getting drunk on this show. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> oh, you know what? I hope everybody's enjoying themselves. Um, PR, say something else to the people what's, other than get you. Get you. What's up, good people? What's going on? You come, you tuned into the PR show with special guests. You know what? You know, we have another special guest here. I'm going to interrupt that. That's not happening today. We're going to interrupt this to, to introduce my very, very good friend, my best friend. Um, that has joined the show with us today as a surprise guest when I walked in. I didn't know he was coming, and he almost tackled me on the way in. But uh, Ronnie Fogg, man, what's good? I'm accounted as a tackle, even though you don't go down. (laughs) Yeah, everything's good. I'm in town for a few days. Happy to be here. Happy to be in PR's office. I don't make it down here enough. I don't get to see my homies enough. And when we get together, it's all laughs, all love. So happy to be here. Can we talk about Kith? Kithland was, yo. Anybody that could get Mace Diddy bopping on the stage with that beautiful clothing wrap. I mean, it's just crazy. Here's the here's the crazy thing about it. It's like he pulled Kithland off. That already feels like it was like three months ago because he's done so much shit since then. Mm-hmm. He's got so much going on, so much coming up. We talk about what he's got coming up tomorrow or today as people listen to the show. But we gotta talk about Kithland. You're probably over it because knowing you, you're on to 2019, but like <laughs> vision going into mm-hmm. it, how it all came together. I want to know how you got all those people. Like, talk to us, man. It's crazy. Yo, Kithland was a, it was a, you know, it was something that I decided I was going to do a year before it happened. I was like, the brand is at a place now where, you know, it deserves a show. So we put together a lot of product. And the problem is, you know, usually we put out product and it's a, bi-weekly or every month you'll see a post you'll see a small collection of capsule or some footwear and you know it's for that moment so I wanted to see what it would look like if we laid out everything that was dropping fourth quarter together Mm. and mix it up and you know getting the team together was an amazing that was an amazing process 
Eugene, you know, Eugene is one of the best stylists in the world. Yo, shout out to Eugene. Yeah, he's a Eugene the God is what I call him. <laughs> and it was it was great. It was working with him and like, you know, it was it was his idea to mix in all the different collections so you saw it mixed in on stage, mm -hmm. right? So like or or you know, on the runway um, in the Samsung space. Shout out to Samsung. So when you saw that, it was like it was it, it was something that I'd never really like wrapped my head around before I saw it while we were, you know, while we were styling 90 looks, you know, it's a lot of looks. So 90 looks. 90. Three, it was split up into Beach City Mountain, which is Miami, New York, Aspen. Um, some of those things haven't happened yet. A lot is happening in December. Um, and all right, for the, for the no, average I person, I, I, always, I always say this, and I'm really talking about myself, but the <laughs> average person that doesn't know a lot about fashion... <laughs> You say 90 looks. Like, what's an average? I mean, that's a lot of looks. Right. The average show is like 30 looks. Wow. So uh, it was basically three shows in one, which is why we had to split it up. And when we split it up, I wanted to do it, um, you know, with New York's best, you know. And um, my life, basically, like 1996, which was part of the collection. You know, there's a 1996 collection that was part of the looks. Um, you know, that was the most inspirational year of my life. So grabbing the locks and mace you know fab came a little later i think fab was 98 but you know grabbing grabbing those uh those artists and having them perform on stage and then ja rule then asap rocky like that was a moment for new york and it was a moment for the brand and to be completely honest with you i haven't spoken about the show in a, at least two weeks and it happened you know almost four weeks ago or whenever it happened i think on the 13th of uh september so it was a moment it was amazing. It was probably the highlight of the year for the brand, but there are bigger moments coming the end of this year, and it's like it's only going to push us to do more. And you know, now we're going to show once a year, but it's basically to show everything we do fourth quarter. So everything we, sh if we're showing September thirteenth, it's everything we're releasing between that date and the end of the year. Oh, so you're going to come out? You're going to do Kithlin every year? Yeah, every September. Nice. You know what was dope about it for me is <coughs> you were in the room for this fit. I remember asking you, why won't you do a fashion show like two years ago? And you were like, I don't want to do one just to do one, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what separated you apart from a lot of the people in your industry. That you don't ever do shit just to do it, right? You do everything with a purpose. Everything has a story behind it, a meaning. And that comes through whether it's something as, I won't say that simple, but something as a color scheme or a palette or whatnot or a story to tell. Everything has yeah, a reason, reason right? which I think is super dope. And that's why it, it, it becomes such an authentic connection. Which you can see. Vic, what did you, you, you know, you're Mr. Fashion. You've been to hundreds of fashion shows at this point. Mm -hmm. You were in the front row, like a fat, like you were enjoying yourself at the show. Like, what was your take on it? Your honest take, not because that's your man sitting to your left. What was your take? What was your experience at the show? I mean, my experience was amazing. I mean, to group that many looks together seamlessly and to have it come out and still present a story within three different, you know, pretty much lines in a sense, in mm -hmm. terms of when those collections are coming out and, and, and the, the differences between the three. I mean, it's, no one's done that. I, I mean, I, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head who's done something like that. So to have it be my brother and to have it be someone that, you know, I admire in this fashion space and the things that he does, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It, come, it, it comes from, you know, like a lot of people don't know this. I don't know if I've ever told Vic this either, but like when I first started um, you know, producing apparel, right? Like, it started with a pant. And I remember, like, my mom and my grandmother, like, my grandmother, like, you know, she doesn't understand, um, 
she doesn't really get what it is that I'm doing and she's not into the whole internet game and you know for, for my mom to tell my grandma like oh he's making clothes now <laughs> my grandma was like when, when am I when am I coming to the show like when is your when is your apparel going to be available in Bergdorf Goodman like that happened wow. that happened like that conversation happened three and a half years ago you know and like what I promised my mother I was like listen I promise you one day there will be a show you know, I'm getting into this apparel thing now, and I won't get into it unless I know for sure that I will, I will take it seriously. I will learn as much as I can. And, you know, there will be a day where you'll be sitting front row at a fashion show of mine. And, like, the day that, you know, my mom was, it was the moment, just seeing my mom, the way that she reacted, that made everything, like, worth it. But that's where the inspiration came from to really take the apparel to the next level. When it, when it started off as a, as a jogger, it was just a, a twill jogger that I created for myself, and it was this like washed out camo scotch and soda pant, I think it was, that I just got tailored because I liked the print, and I was wearing it, and you know, I added elastic cuffs, and the shape of the, the, shape of the pant, I just tailored it to be bag, a little bit baggy in the thigh, but like tapered in, in, in the calf, and people kept asking me about the pant more than the shoes that I was wearing, and I was like, what about my shoes, you know? And, it was, and then from that, it be, from there, it became like, okay, I gotta take this thing a little seriously, and how long ago would you say that was? Three and a half years ago. So three and a half years ago, you started with a jogger pant. That's right, yeah. And we're celebrating your first Can we ask show. how many jogger pants you sold? Just so that people just get a roundabout figure, maybe ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> um, that year, I sold as many as I could make, you know, of the Mercer pant. We were making them in New York City. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was just like, I was working with this dude, Ahmed, who was like my guy, um, you know, my guy from the, uh, you know, my guy from the, from the fashion district, you know, he was just like, he was the one um, from the garment district just making all of my, making all of, it, all, all of these pants. And it was like whatever fabric he can round up that I would like in colors or whatever. And then he had some people that were working um, in these factories making these pants. It was however many he could make. And... It was that kind of thing. Like the minute we put them online, it was. I remember I was in Turks and Caicos one weekend, and then we released um, five different versions of the pant. And I wanted to make enough for the season, so I made like, I think I made like four thousand pairs trying to last me the season, and then we sold out in a in a matter of like fifteen minutes. Four thousand yeah. pairs of pants. Four thousand pairs of pants. And if you ask anyone in the industry, pants are really tough. It's a really tough item to sell because you don't know how it's gonna fit. You know, and like, I was scared for people buying them for the first time, not knowing if they were going to fit or not. Like, like but, and, that, and that was, that was 4,000 for a shot. And then after that, it was like, listen, people really want this thing. And like, people are buying it from all over the world. It was a big international play. And it was, I was like, Ahmed, you just need to make me as many as you can. Just make sure we don't sacrifice quality, you know, and make me as many pairs as you can made in New York City. And I think that... You know, I think we sold um, we sold we sold a lot of units that, uh, <laughs> that that year. We sold a lot of units. Four thousand pants is crazy. I mean, that was the, just that day. Then yeah, it was, that and then so from, don't be disrespectful, fam. That was that. Don't day. be. Yeah. Pardon. <laughs> Might have been a Sunday. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, so yeah, it was. You, you know what's dope to me though, like you know, and it speaks to the person. You know, I mean, both of you are, but in your in this case, you, Ronnie, that. You've been super successful, maybe the most successful person, you know, 
amongst your peers today. Um, but super humble, super same dude from the day first day I met you. So much so that I don't know if you guys caught it. You can rewind the show if you want. But he just said at the Bergdorf dinner, mm. right? Um, you just did something like monumental that kind of hasn't been done in this space before. Right. Bergdorf, can you talk about that a little bit? Please? Yeah, Bergdorf. And again, stems from like growing up, <clears throat> going to Bergdorf first time with my mom, mm-hmm. walking in, my mom leaving with like perfume. You know, we walk in, we spend like half a day there. And it was like, you know, like, I don't come from a rich family. I don't come from money. But Bergdorf in, in my house was like the end-all, be-all for my mom. Because my mom is very, was a very fashionable, still is a very fashionable woman. And that's how I got, you know, the taste level that I have is because of my mother. Always liked very nice things, but would work really hard to get them. And they became items in her closet, you know, and like... And she would archive the items in the basement and the way that things were folded and put into place and like archived, it was like, it's an amazing thing, you know? Like, and if I asked my mom about certain things, like she would tell me to go to the basement, open up boxes and, but the way that Bergdorf was handled, like the way that, the way that she put Bergdorf on a pedestal back then is kind of the way that I put Bergdorf on a, on a pedestal today, you know? Like, and it took me time to like realize why, because I grew up and I learned a lot about the industry, but Bergdorf is an institute, you know? It's uh, the Institute of Fashion, it's like where everybody wants to be, and it's like, um, to be there is like the ultimate, you know, sometimes when you sit back and you look at like what the brand has accomplished, that's, that's one that's for the books, you know? Like that's one that, you know, they believe in, they believe in the brand, they believe in me, they broke brands like Tom Brown, you know? so like. You heard it at the dinner that night, <clears throat> hearing Josh speak on it. But having the president of, uh, of Bergdorf speak about Kith the way that he did, you know, it, gives us, it just gives us more, more will to do what we do, more, uh, more of a reason to come into work every day and just like take over and do what we do. But, and more validity in that space because yeah. like, let's be clear, you know, when people saw Kith land or people heard that you were in Bergdorf, it's like, he keeps raising yeah, the bar like, oh, more. Okay. It's like, this oh, he's working. Yeah. And it encur- I hope it encourages everybody else yeah, to that, work. That's, and that's, wanna, that's, you know what I mean? That's hopefully, hopefully what people, people get from it. Because for me, it's like, I'm a, I'm a Jewish kid from Queens that started working at 13 in 1995. I'm not supposed to be here. I, have no, I was not supposed to be here. But now that I'm here, I'm the type of person, and there are two types of people in the world, there are those that can sit back and watch or those that go and get it. And if I'm going to be here, like, which I willed myself to get here, I'm going to make sure that I make the best out of every situation. And, you know, you're one of, you're one of the people, uh, one of the few that have seen from the very beginning, the first piece I made yeah. up until where we are today. Um, you know, and it's, it's never forgotten. I'm a regular person, though. I'm not, I'm not like... You know, I, I hate being a boss, you know? I don't, I, I, I like the creative side of the business, but I'm running the company at the same time. And it's like, you know, I, I, love, I love things that other people love. I enjoy things the way other people enjoy them. It's, it's, it's uh, the only difference is I just work the hardest out of anyone I know. And, you know, and, uh, and, and that's why we're at the place where, you know, that we're at today, so. I believe that anybody that works as hard as I do can get to where, can get to where we are. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of how much work you're willing to put in. I don't believe that it's a God-given talent that you're born with. 
I believe that if you find out what you want to do early enough in life and you work hard to get there and you start from the very bottom and work your way up, anybody can, anybody can do it. Mm. <clears throat> and that's, you know, I've always said this, anyone that's heard me speak anywhere, <clears throat> is that, yes, everyone's got talent, everyone's born with a gift, you know, whether you can find that gift or not, but that's not what separates people apart, right? I can only speak for myself. Some of, those, some of the most successful people I know are regular dudes, right? The dude show you're listening to right now is, I don't care what he says, 5'11 on a great day with two <laughs> pairs of thick socks. They got and, me listed as 6'1. And, and some, t- some Tims. Yeah. I'm listed as 6'1 in the Giants program. It doesn't get any more accurate than that, okay? On a great day, my man is 5'11 and a half, six foot, you know? And he, you know, I don't need to go down the list of accomplishments, you know, Victor's done in his short career, which is now a long career, you know? People talk about LeBron being, you know, gifted. There's a lot of 6'9 guys that are playing in the NBA. That's right? a fact. That's um, a fact. People talk about, you know, Dre. Yeah, he's a There's a lot of guys that came up from a hard upbringing that turned it into something. People talk about Jimmy. The common thread with all the people, again, that I know, me personally, is they've just busted their ass and really worked really hard. And I think what's taken them above and beyond that is even after... You know, some of the people I've mentioned too that are in the room with me right now have reached a certain level of success. That's not the finish line. It's like, oh, now I just have the platform to be able to do some mm-hmm. really even bigger things. Yeah. It'd be easy. You've made a lot of money, right? It's been easy for you to be, say, you know what? Once a year, I'm going to go. It's a passion project. I'm going to release a couple of hoodies or something like that. It'd be easy for you to say, I made it. I'm not supposed to be here. You know, but can you talk about that a little bit? Or I've actually hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we move anywhere. What's going on? Shout out to producer E pulling up the Wikipedia of none other than your boy, Victor Cruz. And oh, six, in the high section, hold on, RF. Six foot nothing. Yeah. I'm reading it right that's now. fine. Six foot zero. That's accurate too. But and that's dated. That's, you know, I can't even tell you the last time they updated that. <laughs> you can have grown up. You can be eight, eight seconds. I can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit that. I can edit that. I wonder what else is under there. Five, ten and a half. Those are facts. Don't you dare touch that. Story, you're sticking with it? I'm sticking with it. No, but look, I think, I guess the question I'll ask is, why, what is it that drives you, it's questions for both of you, what is it that drives both of you to say, you've, you've clearly, you're at the top of your games. There's no one, you know, in your space or up in what you're doing, the volume and the quality you're doing it, the level you're doing it. Vic, you're a Pro Bowl receiver, like, but you guys still, I know you still go to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. I know you're at work at 9 p.m. And you're like, Why? Can you guys like talk about that? What's driving you guys? I'm going to speak on Vic for a second, actually. I'm going to speak on Vic for a second, right? Because, you know, people, the, the biggest problem, right? And it goes, the biggest problem with social media, period, and what people see, even if, they watch, you know, if they're watching television and they see my man on the field, you know, the one thing that people, you know, the one thing that people are doing today is that they're swallowing their words for all the shit they were talking the last two years. I've been waiting to yeah. come here and RF speak has about been waiting this. so long. Do you remember? Do you remember yes. the draft yeah. of my tweet that I was about yeah. to send out yeah. before the season started? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was there watching this man train so fucking hard. It was insane. I have never seen or heard of anyone, and I've watched documentaries, and I've watched, I mean, yo, blood, sweat, and tears, man, and it's, it's real. Literally. It's, it's real. It is real, and to come back from what this man has went through mentally, it's exhausting. It's like 
There are very few people, if I don't know if I know anyone who can come back the way Vic came back and what it takes to come back from that, people discount it. They don't understand. I was there. I was there when, you know, the machine helping Vic bend his leg on the couch to, to, for the blood flow, just the, seeing the pain and in the hospital after a surgery and like the mentality always was positive, you know, like. It's like, yo, Ron, where the Game Boy at? I'm like, dude, your fucking leg looks like it's about to fall off. Like, and it was like, yo, and just seeing how positive this dude is and his outlook on life is so inspiring. You know, like, there's a reason why this is my fucking best friend. There's a reason why this is going to be my best man at my wedding. Because his outlook in life, the way that he sees the world and everybody, he sees the best in everybody. And that is the truth, you know? And it's a... It's, uh, it's an amazing thing, and watching him catch balls on Sunday, pause, pause, <laughs> is uh, is is uh, is is just a it's it's a crazy it's a crazy feeling because I remember what it was what it was like before he got injured, how I used to feel watching football and what I was feeling during the time that he was injured. Football was a different game while he was injured to me just because of how close we are, and like, yo. The man deserves so much respect from this city and from everyone who watches, you know, professional sports, especially the NFL, to understand a person coming back from that type of injury to where he is today. Hats off. It's a fucking, it's an, it's an accomplishment that is a notch in the timeline. People will look back and this man has a legacy now, you know? He helped, he, helped that, he helped that legacy come to life. So that's literally, <clears throat> excuse me, literally nothing I can add to that. What I will ask that is, you give me RF story, though. You, Victor, give me Ronnie's story. Like he just gave your story. You've seen, again, like he said, from that one pan mm -hmm. to the conglomerate that is here <laughs> today. Absolutely. I mean, I think the best part that tells RF's and I's story is that when I met him, like the day I met him, when I walked into that store, I walked in atrium and then walked through the back and was like, what's this? I've never seen this back here. And I walk in and I see him and Sam in there. And then lot, it was a lot smaller back then, too. It was, it was, a look, it, was, it was a nook. It was a nook, if you will. And um, so, and 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 I didn't know who he was at this point. Okay. And he, so you just walking to the store. Walking to the store, just oh, checking shit. it out. Okay. And I didn't know who Ronnie was. Ronnie knew who I was because of the, he was an Im, immense Giants fan, and he knew me from the preseason games. So it was the year after that, or that summer, that off season. And we just started to kick it. Like, we just started to talk. And I, next thing you know, I was in there two hours, two and a half hours. And we were just talking about everything under the sun other than sports. I don't even think we were talking about football or Not anything. Not even close. We were talking about life and, like, real-life substance things. And when we exchanged info that day, and he actually gifted me a pair of Pumas that day, which I still have. And shout-out to Nike, though. They're one of the best <laughs> brands uh, you know, just, ever just, just do it. Um, you know, swoosh life forever. I didn't know he was um, a Nike athlete. Yeah. I don't even. Know I don't even think I was. I don't think I was a free agent back then. It was legal. We good. We good. Shout out to the lovely people at, at, at Nike at the swoosh. Um, but I think because of that moment, because we met at such an organic moment and, and in such a moment that was so genuine, I think that explains our friendship to this day. I think that explains why. When things are going wrong in my life, he's the first person I call. He's talked me off the ledge numerous times throughout this entire recovery process because, as we know, that's not an easy thing to go through. That's not an easy thing 
to go through alone. Like you need people, yeah, you need tell, family. But, but tell them though. Tell the people, you know, tell the people the heartache. You know, mm-hmm. people need to understand because seeing you on the field and having them fucking have the, you know, the announcers just like speak about you coming back after missing X amount of games. It's like they can't feel the way I feel or you feel or PR people that have seen you in mm-hmm. your circle. Let the people know what the process was. I know PR has asked you numerous times, okay. but they need to understand. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, that. let's be clear. Step by step, the process is is real. You you come out of that surgery that surgery room. First off, they teach you how to walk with crutches the next day after surgery. They don't wait. They don't even wait a day. So your entire leg is throbbing. You're practicing going up steps with these crutches that maybe cost forty seven cents to make, and you're just trying to figure it out. And your leg is clanking up against the wood and it's hurting. Yeah, so no, you there's just no reason why you should have the same crutches like I have. Yo, for real, like it is what it is. <laughs> Like, the hospital was like, look, bro, these are the joints we got. We, we just gave producer E these last week. He wrote, he wrote his ad going up in a rec league. <laughs> and then after a few days in the hospital, you go home. They give you the CPU machine, which is a machine that the one Ronnie was talking about referencing, putting my leg on it and it bending my leg for me to regain that, that range of motion and that blood flow back into my leg. Meanwhile, my leg is still the size of, of my forearm. Yes, yo, I remember that. One leg was like, it was you're, it was crazy. It was so crazy. I mean, we had the same size leg. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And it was like, you know, with that, okay, so that's eight weeks or nine weeks of that. And then once you start feeling good again, you have to go and get your therapy, which is getting the strength back. You need to pee at night. What What's the process? Like, explain to people, because I remember seeing Damn. you struggling. You know, getting up and going to the bathroom was like a 20-minute procedure. Like... It was, and then one day... And that's just for number one. One day. You feel me? Yo, there's been times where I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on these medications and I get, you know, you go to the bathroom and it's impossible to handle your business when one leg is stretched straight out and you cannot apply any force to that leg because it'll hurt in tremendous, tremendous pain. So you have to just... You sit down, and after 19 beads of sweat come down your forehead, you position yourself a certain way, and you figure it out. But those are the things that people don't see. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that the spasms that you get as you're regaining the strength after 16, 20 weeks in the middle of your sleep, you spasm, and your whole leg stiffens out, and it hurts like hell. Like Those are the things that people don't see. You know what I'm saying? The the single leg squats at 3 in the morning. You know what I mean? While like putting Kennedy back to bed, like things like that that people don't see. You know what I'm saying? Going to Japan and being up for the time difference and deciding to go to the gym instead of just doing nothing in my room and working out and getting at staying ahead of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the things that people don't see. These are the times that people don't account for. And best believe I know that people say certain things on social media. I document all of it. Mike Francesa, mm-hmm. I document mm-hmm. everything, fam. Hello. Jordan Rain and I document everything. You know what I mean? So just so you know, I, I understand these benchmarks that I'm hitting. And I'm honestly, I'm shocked myself. Like, I'm shocking myself with week in and week out, being able to catch football, being able to run these routes the way that I run them, the way that I used to run them, and feeling that way. And, and it's, it's a great feeling. And it's a great feeling to look at everyone in the face that doubted me 
and be there and stand there on my own two feet and say I'm back and I'm here to stay. You know what I'm saying? Not only back though. Talk to him, all right. Yo, because when I ask, how many times I ask you percentage wise, how's your, how you feeling? I gave you an accurate, I gave you an accurate percentage every single time. And that day when you were like, Yo, Ronnie, I'm 100, percent and you know me, the Jewish fucking worrier that I am. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yo. Vic, you 100%? He's like, you sure? Yo, you're 100%. He said, you feel nothing. Yo, you feel zero. You feel zero right now. And you were like, yo, I'm 100%. And I'm like, yo, today's the day. Like, that's like, that's all I've been waiting to hear for fucking two years. Like, yo, today is the fucking day. Like, that's an amazing thing, you know? Vic, I I can't tell you how many drafts of tweets and posts I've had to talk Ronnie (laughs) out of. Ronnie gets so reckless on Twitter sometimes. So regular, super laid back, super, super laid humble, back. never really stunting on anyone. Like he was livid, yo. And the only time I've ever seen Ronnie really want to stunt, stunt was your first game back this year. Ronnie was like, "I have names, I have drafts saved, he's ready, he's so saved. ready. I'm ready to let the chopper go." <laughs> I mean, but that just shows you how you know. Like I'm loyal with all of my friends, man. My circle is very, very small. You know what I mean? And and. To have people like Ronnie and like UP, and, and it's just people like that that keep me sane and, and that make sure that my head is on the right path and that I'm headed towards the right way. And, th- and this is the only way I keep it. This is the only way to be. You know what I'm saying? Because no new friends, man. Like I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But, you know, that's a perfect transition. You know, Ronnie, one theme you've had throughout, you know, even your short stay with us here on this show has been family. You talked about that promise you made to your mom. You know, I think of the dinner at Bergdorf where, you know, you made sure you introduced everyone to your parents. And it was really, really, really important, you know, influential people there at that dinner. And you took the time from interviews and photos to be like, hey, let me introduce you to my parents, you know, like, so, you know, and some people may not even know the, the meaning or the definition of kith itself. Like, families, and everyone says family is important and whatnot. Like, family is like literally like the backbone of everything you do. Like, is that a fair statement? Just yeah, me? yeah, fa- because, you know, that's the whole... That's where the, the name Kith comes from, right? Kith is part of the phrase Kith and Kin, which means friends and family. But I got rid of the kin portion because I believe my friends are my family, right? So, and, and you know, I believe that we keep each other, you know, we keep each other safe. You know what I'm saying? Safe from those who try to put us down, you know, and we keep each other at a level where, like, you know, I want to make sure that my friends are always good. You know what I mean? And that's super important to me. Um, you know, the, the motto, just us, that's where it comes from. You know, it's like, you know, the shirt that you're wearing right now, roll with the winners. Like, that's the mentality, you know? The mentality will always be back against the wall, grind until you can't no more, you know, keep the best people around you. And, you know, P, like, you are... You know, one of the, first of all, you are one of the best personalities that I've ever met in my life. You know, because you keep things always a hundred with everybody. Mm-hmm. You're always, you know, the most liked person in the room. It's a podcast, so we can talk. Can you get someone at the door, please? 
If you don't mind. Oh, yeah, in the middle of your in it's a compliment. It's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's important. It's going to be edited out. It's all yeah. good. Ryan, do me a favor. Pick that up again from the top, and then I'll just cut it. Yeah. You weren't getting my hand signals at the fucking door if someone's on the door. I thought we were calling a slant route against the cover, too. That's fucking great. Producer E's drunk. Yo, that's fucking. That was fucking great right there. Yo. I thought you were calling it an audible. Eli Manning's style right there. Omaha, Omaha. What I was saying was, and I'll pick it up from the top, like, you know, you're the first to compliment everybody else, you know? You're the first to, like, make sure that everybody else knows that you, you know, love them for what they do and, you know, support them with everything that they're working on. But, yo, know, it's, it's you that also deserves the most, the utmost respect and the support, you know? Because, you know, you keep it always, you always keep it real. You're always, you know, the, the most liked person in the room because you get along with everybody. And... You know, that sometimes after hanging out with you for an hour, it makes me want to be a better person because the way that you speak to people, the way that you're, you know, you are also one of the most humble, even though sometimes we get into the jet talk and it's bad, you know, you know, check his avatar, check the avatar, you know, and, and you know, that, yo, and sometimes within the circle, we, we fuck around all the time Absolutely. and we stunt and our, Absolutely. you know, our thread is like the best thread, Absolutely. you know, like we throw shit in there that's like, that keeps, it keeps everything positive, keeps us laughing and, you Absolutely. know, and, and that roll with the winner mentality, that's like one that the brand, my brand believes in, obviously Vic, you know, people like LeBron, people like Mav, like these are, these are fucking people that if, when, if and when they go, their fucking difference in this world will be felt, you know, like people might be taking advantage of the fact that we are here now and might not understand the movement, but you know, we are together, we are, we are a fucking, we are a force to deal with, you know, and like we have people in every, you know, Vic as a fucking great athlete, but also one of the best people I've ever met. Mm -hmm. You, also same thing, business savvy, you know, but from the street, understands both sides of the coin. That's very rare. Very rare, you know what I'm saying? And between you and Mav and what he does, and Bron and what he does, and like, and even O and what he's been able to do, you know. And right now with the build that that uh, that we're having at my brand, I just I feel like the conglomerate Great is time. like we can, we help each other out. You know what I'm saying? And if I pick up the phone and call anyone, I know that like the help is there. You know what I'm saying? No, it's it's funny you say that. Off is literally like. The thing I am proudest of, it's not a deal, it's not any one moment, and you know, we've all experienced amazing things. It's the collective of people, right, we associate with every day and, and call our friends and our brothers, right, even above and beyond friends. And I always say to me, and it sounds crazy at first, I say, you can tell more about a person from who their friends are than their family. Right? Right. I say that because... True. Can't pick you can't family. pick your friends. Right. right? You can't pick your family, family. Right. Right? right? It's like, we all have the drunk uncle, Right. Shit, some of us may be the drunk uncle, <laughs> um, you know, but you can tell by the people, you know, a certain individual keeps around them. I am most proud of the collective we've picked to have around us, to immerse ourselves with, with to keep it real with each other. If one of us is tripping, it's like, dog, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, never in public, but hey, you're wrong. And I can pick up the phone and ask Ronnie, who has his own brand and is flourishing, all right, I did it the other day. All right, if I need some help or something, what do you need? Mm -hmm. My contacts are your contacts. 
You can call me and say, I'm looking for this. So we've created this collective of people that are all successful within their own verticals or categories, whatever you want to call them, is all getting their own money, but are willing to help each other without you know, expectation of anything in return. And that doesn't happen every day in life. And it just so happens that we're all young and all doing things. And we're all so busy that I don't think we really even recognize it. When you take a step back and look at it, it's like, we got you, Vic, doing what you do on the field. We got, you know, LJ doing what he does. We got Steph Floss, the DJ. We got Ronnie in the fashion world. You know, me, Mav in the business. Future the Prince, you know, in the, mm-hmm. like, we really are this generation's version of just people that are successful, but more importantly, aren't even tripping off that. It's how can I help my brother? Right. And I think it shows in the results and the things we've been able to accomplish as a unit. That's the best part. I mean, in my opinion, it's just an amazing thing to be surrounded by people of culture, by, by people that understand what they're doing and understand their level of power. I think we all understand how we're shifting the world and how we're doing it and just trying to maintain that. And we're so busy keeping that alive that, um, that it's a beautiful thing. It, as, as, we can, as we wrap, or about to wrap, uh, Ronnie, what's, uh, what can you talk to us about about upcoming at Kith? Besides um, those glorious uh, so, so on your feet right now. Uh, <laughs> these are fucking glorious. <laughs> I'll start with that. Because, you know, when I get in my shit, I get in my shit. And, like, yo. Like, Have you seen Ronnie's closet in his office? Like, the closet? Yes, I've seen the closet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We'll make sure. We won't talk about it anymore. Like, you know, the funny, it's funny because people are so quick to judge, and I've been judged my whole life, and like a lot of people think I'm a dick. Many people think I'm a dick, and you know, it's, I've learned, I learned to accept that a long time ago that it's, it's not about, you know, it's not about what people feel and what people think about you, you know? Um, you know, it's about the actions you take with your friends and your family as long as you are real to the people around you. You know, none of that other shit really matters. And that's, that's the truth because, you know, they, people fuck around all day about Vic and his relationship with me and, like, mm-hmm. and, and the kith. Like, it's, it's just fucking, it's, it's ridiculous. But... Like, people, I think people are jealous of, like, a real friendship, always. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, a, that's a real thing, you know? And the funny thing is, I'm leading into, like, what's coming up, because what's coming up... But Arp, if I could interrupt you before you even say that, right. what's dope about that is, like, you've put your money where your mouth is, right? And what I mean by that is, and you may even be uncomfortable with me saying this, but, like, there's people that do deals or partnerships with brands right. and their first thought is like you know what's that check look like what's the most I can make I have seen you I have benefited well we have seen you uh, Vic and I we have benefited from you've taken money you've paid money out of deals to make sure your friends can come and experience stuff right. with you right? right we just did the Paris thing right so when Ronnie says that you know it's really bigger than the check and it's about family and experiences and, and really treating your friends, yeah. you know, in a special way. Like I've seen you do that. Like I've mm-hmm. seen you take, and we're not talking about a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, you know, so kudos to you. You've done that and, you, and you've done it more than once. You've done it consistently and, and you really do live, you know, the family stuff you're talking, you know, the kit brand. I think the reason why it's been successful aside from it being super dope is it's authentically you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that, you know, people are, before we get into like what's coming, which I won't take too much time, but 
you know, people people are quick to look at the brand and be like, you know, but why are you like doing this Captain Kith thing after you just like finished wrapping? You just wrapped up your first fashion show. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, have have asked me before I went out with the marketing scheme, like, yo, are you sure that you want to? And what I explained to them is like the brand. The brand is not about what's right in in the industry's eyes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The brand is always going to reflect where I am mentally at that moment. You know what I'm saying? And like, yo, the Captain Kith thing, it's one of the fucking best things I've ever done. Ever. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, people don't understand what this means to me. 1996, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, f- I'm 14 years old and I'm talking to people about opening up a cereal bar for the first time. You know, and like, and now I'm collaborating with Captain Crunch on my own cereal, and I have two papas coming. It's fucking crazy, and it's launching tomorrow, and I'm I'm as happy as could be. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You can't just you can't just breeze over like I'm partnering with Captain Crunch. Like, yeah, <laughs> like no. I mean, I'm trying not to take up too much time. But I wanted to get into what you just said. I work on shit like when 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 Miami happens in uh, in the end of November, beginning of December for Basel, and then one week after. We do what we're going to do in Aspen. Those things are built. I start working on that from the beginning so I can work with my friends. You know, like... I hate hearing myself speak. So, uh, I, st- I, start, I start working on that. The inception of an idea. You know, we sat down in the office with Columbia and it was like, yo, where can we put out this ill product? How can we do it? How can we make it bigger than, like, just releasing it in the shop? And then we toss around ideas. And, you know, those are the best moments, by the way. When you can sit down and I get a minute to think, you know, I'm pretty good at this shit. When I get a minute to think and get creative, I'm pretty good at it. I just don't have a lot of time right now. So, like, I have to make the most of the, out of the time that I do have. So when I, when I was sitting in the office with a few of my people uh, from work, you know, my, my project manager, Thomas, and my, direct, uh, you know, my marketing director, Rachel, like, we're sitting down and we're, like, with the, with the Columbia team, where can we release this product that we built a 70-piece collection with Columbia where can we release this product for it to make sense, right? And it started with Columbia, and then it went to Tumi and Adidas and Timberland and, like, cashmere fucking pieces with New Era, Capita Snowboard. Like, it got, it snowballed from there. But the idea was, where can we do this where, A, all of my friends are there to experience it with me. B, it's a place that most people haven't been. C, they get to experience it through the product, Right, so like, that's a that's a see that's a thought process that nobody has. Like the thought process of like, I don't care about the money. I need to be building product for a reason. The reason can't be the money. If the reason is the money, I would have taken a check a long time ago. I would have sold the brand a long time ago. But when we go to Aspen and we take over a city, the way we take over cities. You've seen it firsthand, Vic. Yes. The first time we took over Miami, we <laughs> took over Miami. It was a problem. It was, I mean, that was like one of the best trips of my life. But anyway, when we go to Aspen, we're going to show up. You know what I'm saying? And like all of my, all of my boys will be there except for Vic because Vic's in the middle of the season. But, and we're going to miss you there. But it's like we're going to show up there and we're going to be. Follow f- me on the snap, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be 50 people deep. PR, we are going to be 50 people deep in Aspen. 
It's gonna be us in Aspen. By the way, by the way, Aspen. We've been. I, I had the luxury of going with Ronnie to picking go look out the at house, picking out the house, picking out the house, picking out the house. Picked out the house. Tell him about the fucking house, Vic. That's the time y'all Facetime me. The house is a part. Yes, that's right. I was having the longest day of my life. I was like, P, are you seeing this? We're taking this. Yo, we were flipping the. Yo, look at the mountains, P. Look at the mountains. Vic and I were on a fucking gondola. Do you know what a gondola is? We were on a motherfucking gondola an hour. For an hour, we can't breathe. Yo, we got to the map. Yo, get from Queens, New York, to death, Harrison, yo, New Jersey. To, yo, on a gondola. Just, Top of the mountain, <laughs> man. Top of the world, Craig. Yo, Top of the world. Honestly, we were up there. Like I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta pretend like I've been here. Baby. Like it's like I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like spinning, I'm spinning around like fucking Cinderella, looking at this shit. I'm like, it's, it was, uh, it, it was an amazing moment, but. You know, but the first and first and foremost, before you can get there, it got to be like, how can we get everyone there? Mm-hmm. How can we how can we enjoy this project? How can we enjoy it as a whole, as a unit? You know, so it's another notch in our memory bank, not as a brand, not as the apparel and the merchandise. Which, by the way, when we designed that shit, we went all the way in. But it's more about like, yo, let's create one of the. And Miami was that. You know, Paris was that. Mm-hmm. Tokyo. Was that you know what I'm saying? So this is another another moment. It's the five year anniversary for the brand. I want to wrap up the year in something with something amazing. I haven't even spoken about Miami and what we're gonna do there, which is for another time. But Part two, wow, you know, the Miami store, store. The Miami store, store yes, the yes, Miami yes. store, yes. and that is. I'm gonna open the nicest store in all of Florida, maybe in the nicest store in the country. This is when I get cocky. You see what I'm saying? This is when I can talk my shit because I love when you talk that shit. I t- yo, because some, sometimes, sometimes you work for a fucking year on something and it's about to happen and you're so excited about this shit. I didn't do it to be second best. Wow, talk okay. about it, right? So you know what's fun? You know what I love about my relationship with Ronnie is or our relationship with Ronnie. Yo, yo, the, but but the best line is, what you think I rap for? Yeah, to listen, push a rap for? Like, nah. Our rap will tell us, yo, I'm gonna do this crazy thing in Miami, right? We'll talk about it for five minutes and we'll never hear about it again. And then you just get an invite to the grand opening of the best store in the country. It's a snarkitech right. shoe in the box <laughs> as the invitation. Though. You are killing it, brother. Uh, RF, before we wrap and, and get into a little bit of Giants stuff before we go, yes. obviously Vic's Giants fans. Yeah, we didn't even, we didn't, see, we, see what you did, you see what you did, Pino's had to get me fucking riled up too, he'll be like, yo, Miami, go. <laughs> like, Speaking of which, Captain Crunch pop-up. Yes. Right, people listen to this, Yes. will be, this will be Saturday, they'll listen to it, producer, he's like, don't Better get there process. early, yo, get there early, <laughs> B. It's 543 Broadway for the pop-up. The merch is dropping at 11 a.m. Eastern. This will probably be after that. So, you know, go on the site, kithnyc.com. But 543 Broadway, 500 boxes, supermarket-sized boxes of um, the Captain Kith will be individually numbered and <laughs> sold, and sold in the space. Hard stuff there. Captain Kith. Captain Kith. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, Apostrophe it's ch- N. Ch- chocolate Crunch. OG Captain Crunch. And marshmallow charms mixed together because that's what we do at Kith Treats. We mix shit together. <laughs> we come together as a whole. That's right. And it'll be it'll be available there. It'll be it'll be numbered. But we're gonna be serving all of Captain Crunch cereals. So like Captain Crunch supplied us with all of their different cereals will be part of the space. Ice cream will be obviously part of what we do and mixing and matching and all of the merch and the cereal. Like this is we spend a lot of time on this shit, you know and. Um, shout out to um, to Jessica Jessica Spalding from 
Captain Crunch for believing in me, you know, for believing in me on a different level. I've never done this before. This is something that we do. But when the shit gets posted on Vogue, when did Vogue ever think about posting anything, Captain? That's the kind of level we've taken it in a tasteful direction. This is a ex experiential moment for the brand, for both brands to come together and do something like this. And I'm taking you there after this, by the way. I don't give a fuck if we gotta go for two minutes. We gotta see it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this, the last thing I'll say to you is like, honestly, I, I, I sit here and, and Vic, I know I can speak for you. You never cease to amaze me with the things you do. I remember being in your office a year ago and talking about the Yankees collaboration. I'm like, this is the biggest thing you'll ever do. That's what I thought. Life. The Yankees thing was like, oh, he's reached here? the pinnacle. <laughs> he's reached the mountaintop. Right? And then it's like, it's Aspen. We haven't even talked about your bait code. Like, like no. we literally don't have time to talk yo, about like all the stuff too you much. have going it's too on. Much. But you know what, you know what I'm going to tell you? is like, yo, there is going to always be, you know me, there's, oh, there's going to always be a moment, you know? And I just came back from a trip where... You know, next year, next year we're gonna do the shit. Like we will, I will close the loop of everything I've ever wanted to accomplish in my lifetime with you know this time. I'm not talking about like you know traveling and, and seeing fucking things, which are honestly don't matter as much to me than doing the shit that I'm doing here. But like I will close the loop on on accomplishing everything that I wanted to accomplish with this brand when I first started thinking about creating a brand back when I was like 15, 16 years old when I worked at David Z. You know, there was a short list of things that I wanted to accomplish, and next year I will, you know, I will I will accomplish the impossible things that I was told I would never be able to do, and and you know I'm I'm just a you know Vic and I can, are are friends because we can relate. Mm -hmm. You know, Vic every time he's on the, he's on the field, I know I can see it. He looks up and he's like, "Wow, like this is where I am right now," mm -hmm. like. You know, his, you know, his father, rest in peace, he didn't play football. You know, like, this wasn't meant for him. Right. This wasn't meant for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my parents, my father is a, is a, he's a, he's an engineer. You know, like, he's a computer engineer. So, like, for this, for this to happen, it's like, it's, it's unexpected in my family. You know, and, like, it's, it, the love that I have for my friends and my, my family has been amazing. And the support and everything has been great. But this shit was never supposed to happen. So what's so Khaled? What are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do now? You know, we're gonna just keep making it happen. I'm not gonna just automatically stop. You know, like this shit is gonna keep snowballing, and that's that's what this brand is about. I'm gonna maximize the potential of this brand because who are we if we don't maximize the sh the potential of the shit that we do? P. I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck. It's been honestly. An honor to have a front row seat to see the shit you're creating and, and, and the position you have in culture and how you're really dictating where culture goes. And even more exciting to have like the little grain of salt that I planted by saying that's dope. Can you send it to the size eleven? <laughs> you know, like keep you know keep keep pushing the bar, man, and and, and transitioning. Victor Cruz, New York Giants. Hey, hey, yes, sir. New York Giants. A, a rough week in terms of like a lot going on in Giant World. A lot happening, man. A lot going on. Um, hit a little bit of a rough stretch, as you know. That's why we play the game. Um, but I don't even want to talk anything on the field right now. Okay. I want to talk about. Um, and we, we very rarely ever get into, like, you off the field, personal stuff. But you posted it, so I feel comfortable having the uh -oh. conversation. Brace um, yourself. You posted a post, and if I was better at this, I'd have it already ready. Um, I think it was two days ago. Um, and I will read it. 
and then I want you to tell me why. Um, you posted this two days ago, and this is from your IG account, and it says, see, the thing about family is that when things aren't going our way, or when things get tough, we don't just abandon each other. We remain strong. In fact, it only makes us stronger in the long run. Family is forever, not just when it's convenient for you. So just relax and smile at OBJ. God will take care of the rest. Hashtag strive for greatness. Hashtag RWTW. Talk to me about... Shout out to you not skipping the hashtag. Hashtag RWTW. Hashtag we never have, forget. Absolutely. bills to pay. <laughs> Talk to us about why, what you were thinking. If you can, share what you can share, what you want to share. Absolutely. I mean... I mean, it's public news. It's public record. O's been going through some difficult times yep. on on the field, and you know, not being able to deal with how people are coming at him on a, on a weekly basis. And we've had our own internal conversations about it, but I wanted to make a more public um, stand about it because that's my brother. Like we talk about things. We've shared moments already on that field that no one will ever know about, that will stay between him and I, and it will stay in, like, real moments, like, serious moments, like, that that can't be replaced, that can't be taken back in the things that he said to me. So I just wanted to be known, and I want everybody to know that I'm behind him 100%, as well as remind him that this is only a game. This is a game. We play a child's game for a king's ransom. Like... This is still a child's game. You should still want to enjoy this game and the moments you have on this field. And I wanted to tell him that, which I've told him that in his face, in person, and I've told him, and I wanted to make a public stand on that as well. And in my opinion, man, the way Green Bay is set up, he's ripe for the picking. He, it, this is his moment. This is all of our moments. I think we've had, we, we haven't had a time where all three receivers have clicked. I want us to all go for over 100 yards this week, to mm. be honest with you. Mm. Like, and if you – you got the Wikipedia set How's the Wikipedia – is it still up? Because the, the way Wikipedia set up, the last time we played the Green Bay Packers, I had roughly 117 yards receiving on just five catches. And, uh, <laughs> that's just facts, And just a short three-yard touchdown from, from the one and only Eli Manning. But that's just Wikipedia. I'm not saying – this isn't me gloating. This isn't me, like – this isn't extra. This is just what Wikipedia says. So the way we're set up going into Green Bay, it just it, it looks good for us. And they're down. Uh, Sam Shields, unfortunately, get better Sam Shields. But their secondary is just ailing right now. And, and this is where we need to flourish. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you this. There's, there's been and two more questions. I'm going to wrap because we're running along. But, you know, New York City, love it. Hate it, everything in between, and I actually posted today it's the best city in the world. Facts, um, facts. And, and which Ronnie commented, facts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and David Creech, who's our friend up at Brad Jordan, said hashtag PDX. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, one of the things that comes with New York is playing in New York and the media and the swirl around that, and some things, you know, a grain of salt becomes, you know, a beach of salt, a beach of sand, I should say. Um, there's been a lot of swirl in the media of just kind of like, just too much. It feels like it's week 16 as opposed to week four, right? Can you tell us about like what the locker room temperature is like, you know, behind closed doors? Oh, the locker room's love. love. I mean, the locker room is, is tempered, you know, well meant. We understand exactly where we are. We're not panicking. No one is hitting the panic button. People are calm. Everyone's, you know, it's business as usual. And, and that's the way you want it. And, and that's the way it should be in this moment. Obviously, we'll deal with whatever we have to deal with in the long run, but 
it's business as usual. There's people that earn paychecks and come in there and have to work. You know what I'm saying? And we understand that. And that's the way we approach it. You just said a word that it's over. I've never actually asked you about this on or off, you know, the mic. Work. I'll ask you, like, hey, what's your day like tomorrow? And you're like, well, I'm going to work. Like, you treat this thing, like, you know, with the respect of it's work. You don't ever take that for granted. Like, can you speak about it? Like, you don't ever say, I'm going to practice. Mm-hmm. I, I think I get that from Coach Coughlin. I think he instilled this, uh, this mindset in us that we have to treat this like this is our job. Every, every year after the final cuts and we make the team, the first thing he says to us when he comes out and says, all right, this is our 53-man roster. I want all of you guys to play like as if you're still trying to make the team, as if you're an undrafted player trying to make the team. He says that every year. I've been there seven, six years with him. Every single year he says that. And I almost this year, almost uh, last year rather, I almost repeated it. I almost took the words out of his mouth. Like that's how much he says it every single year. So I think coming in with that lunch pail attitude and, and the fact that, like, you know, like Ronnie said earlier, I came from nothing. Like I came from Patterson, New Jersey, where my mother just made enough for us to, you know, buy a home and move out, and she worked an hour away to and from, and, and, you know, we had to struggle. The first day we moved in, there was, like, a massive brawl in front of our house. Like, this is the first day we move in, and I walked outside to watch it, and someone yelled a, an expletive at me and told me to get back in the house. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I come from I come from the, the hood, you know, for lack of better words. So to be in this moment and to be here, I, I have to cherish it. I have to cherish every single moment because I, this wasn't – this might have been meant for me, but I wasn't prepared for this in any way, shape, or form. And I need to cherish every single moment. I love it. Last question for both of you. Um, what are you excited about? What are you excited about coming up? Man, I'm excited about us lining up against the Green Bay Packers Ooh. on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Starts at 7.30. I'll be in Israel by watch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Grab your popcorn. Grab your Twizzlers, whatever your fix okay. is. Okay. Get in front of that TV screen. Mm-hmm. Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what you excited about? I was gonna say the, I was gonna say the same exact thing, but aside from that, aside from the Giants playing the Green Bay Packers, um, yo, I'm excited to finish this year strong. Like, I'm excited for for the rest of this year to be all of our year. Like, that's it's our year. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I just I want everybody. Um, to start seeing things in a different light, start respecting life a little bit more. Like we work really hard, and you know, I'm trying to. You know, I'm tr- I have a I have a fiance. Uh, I'm getting married in July. What up, Sheer? <laughs> getting uh, getting married in July, and um, you know, starting uh, starting a family with her. And like, this is some big picture shit. I'm 34 years old. I'm getting older. You know, in June I'll be 35, and. Um, Shout out to Charles Oakley. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it, life, life, is, um, life is what you make it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm, I'm just excited for all of the things coming up. But more, I'm more excited, you know, at taking these trips, these long trips back and forth, all these fucking flights. You have a lot of time to think on these flights. I don't get a lot of time to, to myself to think alone. And, you know, I, I'm just... I'm just super fucking happy to be in the position that I'm in, but I'm also I'm, I'm happy for all of us. You know what I'm saying? And like, we are going to make everything, everything that we can do to make things better, we do. You know what I'm saying? And we do the best that we can. We're not slackers. We don't bullshit. So like, you know, and Teddy always Teddy always says this too. You know, he's like, yo, you know, we're not we're, we're not chumps. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like we get it. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to it's hard to get it. But once you do, and like you understand why we're doing what we're doing, and like you take a step back and kind of look at it, it's like yo, we're doing some amazing shit. And I just I want it I want it to be a moment. You know what I mean? Like I don't want it to I don't want things to just pass and like like the show. I haven't even thought about the show, and the show was such a big moment. I just want to make sure we're doing shit for the right reasons, right? And that's what the rest of this year is. The rest of this year was well thought out over a year ago, and we've just been planning for it. And I want to finish the year strong, and I want to hit next year. I want to hit the ground running next year. You know, so, like, I'm thinking ahead. Love it. Can't think of a better way to end the show. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty much it. You guys have been listening to the sounds of the Victor Cruz show. That sounds like a... And it's, it's kind of like they've been listening to our group chat. We talk this pretty every much. day. Pretty much. Right? Like our audio group chat. Pretty much is our group chat, but... Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Victor Cruz Show. As I said, PR probably just vanished at some point. I really never know how he gets in here when we're recording this show. RF, thank you very, very much for gracing us with your presence and your time. We know how important your time is. Please go to Kiss. What's the address again? Pop-up shop? 543 Broadway. It's right off the corner of Spring Street and Broadway. Only the most popping corner of Soho. I thought about it. I thought about it. Uh Yo, it's like... The craziest block in the in the world. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. 